a much maligned coordinator for the University of Alabama has been named as a Broyles Award-winning finalist. We'll tell you who it is and uh, then just convey shock right now. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Still mid-move, tired, battling through it. I, I hear sometimes when you're exhausted that there's a second wind. Still looking for mine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Lots of times, I need that first wind. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, Jimmy Pete Golding yep. has been named at a Broyles award-winning finalist. Well, a Broyles award finalist. A Broyles <laughs> award finalist. Yeah, I don't know why I said award-winning. I did that twice, and each time I said it, I was thinking uh, in my head, I was like, "That's so stupid. Why would you say it that way? It makes no it's sense." A better story. It's a better story if he wins. I it's mean, a I mean, much, but I, I said award-winning finalist, so I guess it kind of works. He because he could win it, and he is a finalist. Regardless, it, it is um, it's both deserved and puzzling, and I don't know another way to say it because statistically, I, I think it's correct. If if another team had these stats that Alabama has. I think everybody would be like, man, this is one of the hottest names on the coaching circuit. Mm-hmm. But as Alabama fans, we know on multiple occasions, we've given up big play. Even the Ole Miss game. I, and the defense saved the day in the end, certainly. But even in the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss drove practically the length of the field and and set themselves up for a potential game-winning touchdown. So, you know, obviously they had two play. I mean, forget the fact that they gave up more points than they have in in 100 and some odd years of football against Tennessee. That Tennessee in two plays got in field goal position. Uh, LSU, every time we had a chance to stop them to make the game be a final in favor of Alabama, we couldn't do it. And then in overtime, we couldn't stop a play that we should know pretty well because people have used it against us before. And, uh, LSU has used that play before, or Brian Kelly has used that play before against uh, uh, Florida State when he was at Notre Dame to win a game. So, um, yeah, it, it's, again, big picture, 95% of the time, our, our defense is pretty dang good. That 5% is a real pain in the butt, though. <laughs> it does seem that Alabama struggles trying to close the deal on defense. I don't know what goes into choosing the finalists for the Broyles. I really don't. Uh, I will say in defense of uh, Pete, first of all, he doesn't need defense. He's a Broyles Award finalist. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but uh, he uh, he's a good recruiter for sure. He, he, he's deve- actually developed into one of the best recruiters on the staff. I think three or four years ago, we might have said the opposite, right? But he's a uh, – He's improved uh, really each cycle. And, and I think as we stand here today, Luke, probably one of our top two or three recruiters on the staff, arguably even number one. Uh, I don't think the Broyles takes that into consideration. I don't think so. Uh, but if they do, 
then some of it is explained because he is a very good recruiter. Uh, secondly, if you look at Alabama's overall numbers, they're not bad. Uh, they're top 15 uh, in total defense, scoring defense. I think uh, all that, those efficiency numbers, they're even better than that. Uh, so I think you could potentially – now, understand, I believe there are 22 finalists, so that's a lot. Uh, now, obviously, some of those guys will be offense, but let's just say it's 11 on offense and 11 on defense. You know, is Alabama top 11 defense? Probably when you look at every single analysis out there, maybe, maybe right on the borderline, uh, and then factor in if they do his recruiting I think that's where you could sort of, you know, justify this to an extent. But, hey, and I, I say this as somebody that has supported and, and defended uh, uh, Pete quite a bit. Um, look, you know, the defense is underachieved. The defense is underachieved based on what we all expected all spring and all summer in terms of what we thought the defense would look like, the numbers we thought they'd put up. Uh, we thought this could be – the best defense we've had since 2016. It is not. Uh, we thought Will Anderson might be a Heisman finalist. There, no, he's not. Uh, I would say that the defense has been, if I was going to use, you know, I think it's fair to say disappointing. Now, the, the ultra critics, the loudest critics, the uber critics, they go way too far uh, in, their, in their criticisms. It's not anything approaching as bad as they say that it is. And, and I, I can't believe I waste any energy at all reading it, memorizing it. <laughs> it's silly. The, 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 it, but, you know, extremists are silly, right? Uh, whether you're pro-Pete and extremist or anti-Pete extremist, you're not getting it. But uh, is, I, I don't think Golding is deserving of, of this award at this particular time. I don't. So I think it's uh, not accurate, I guess I would say. Mute. Mute, mute, mute. Um, <laughs> uh, so here's what I was just thinking while you were saying that. Like, if the Broyles Award Committee, if they do like people – uh, or it, potential employers do for their employees where they do like a social media search or a, an internet search to see their history, they'll, they'll come across Alabama message boards and be like, Pete, we, we feel like you deserve this award, but we have checked the message boards and <laughs> you're, you're incorrect. It turns out you're awful. <laughs> Don't you love that? Uh, I mean, I'll have, it's, it's really because my job uh, with on three is so tied into the message board. That's kind of my, my uh, thing. And then there's that Fanville commercial right now where, where they, you know, they're looking for the guy and he's out throwing the rocks, uh, you know, on the lake and they find him and he's not taking the loss hard yeah. enough. And yeah. that one guy says, you haven't posted one insane rant on, on the message board. <laughs> I laugh every single time. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's my job to literally read all those. To make sure that is sort of very SEC shorts of Dr. Pepper to nail that. I mean, they did a good job with that. Um, but I'm with you. I don't know. Whatever the opposite of the Broyles Award, I, I want to give to Bill O'Brien. I want Frank Broyles, <laughs> Frank Broyles to attack Bill O'Brien from the grave. Hey, if you think about it this way, Frank this Broyles. Is it's a funny thing. I mean, I'm not advocating anything here, I'm just saying. 
people might disagree with this, but if you ask me right now, Jimmy, so, so go ahead and ask me. I, I'll tell you the question to ask me. Jimmy, who's done a better job? Who's done a better job with their unit this fall? Uh, Pete with the defense or Bill with the offense? My answer is Bill with the offense. I think he's done a better job than Pete. And this is, this is why. He's had to work around Bryce being hurt. He's had to work around that. Bryce playing hurt. Bryce missing those games, having to get a freshman ready to, to uh, at the spur of the moment to beat Arkansas on the road and then AM at home. Uh, the wide receiver core has been a disappointment. Maybe that's partly his fault, but maybe they're just not good enough yet. He's got to work around that. He went from having a big back last year to two little backs this year. Uh, and add all that up, only five teams in college football have scored more points this season than Alabama, even around all that. So based on that alone, I think Bill's done a better job than Pete. Now, do I think both of them have done a great job? No, no, they haven't. Neither one of them have, really. But I'm not as critical as as, as the literal critics are. Uh, I'm just saying, hey, Pete's nominated for the award. Every, you know, I, I think Bill's done a better job than Pete. I think I think Pete has more to work with, thanks primarily to to the injury to Bryce's shoulder. Uh, I think that's fair. I've got to get readjusted for this argument. Um, I think that could be a fair argument, except I think you have to take it all into consideration. I would say Pete goes up against better offenses than Bill goes up against defenses. We didn't have to play Georgia this year. We didn't that's even right. have to play Florida that I think has a pretty good defense. I mean, we we uh, you know we got a Vandy. We got a, a Mississippi State that gives up a lot of points. We got a, an Ole Miss that typically gives up a lot of points, and we couldn't run on them. We could barely run on them. Now, we had some nice runs, but we didn't have a great running game. And when you talk about lack of a big back, I, I give you points for that, sure. My argument to that would be, you know, I've seen Jamarian Miller play in scrub time, and he looks like a dude who, who can be the bigger back. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not Eddie Lacy. But he's he right. looks like rough and tumble kind of guy. If you need a bigger back, why don't you try him out? Why don't you <laughs> give him a shot? Um, well, that's why I'm but, not arguing. That's why I'm not arguing that he should win the Royals Award nor be nominated for it. I'm just, I'm, I don't think either one of them should be. I, I'm just saying. Eh, I, okay. I, I can make an argument. Bill's done a better job than Pete. Pete got nominated for the award. I don't think either way. If I'm if I'm picking which coat, this is a good question. This is probably what we should have done the whole time. Which coach on the team, which assistant coach deserves a Broyles nomination, if any of them? Uh, I, I would go Wolford, you know, myself. Yeah. That might be, you know, uh, and, and primarily on the basis of this number. I'm going to have to look this up because I keep butchering it. But Bryce was sacked last year around 40 times. I know that sounds outrageous and that can't be true, but I believe it's true. And I think the actual number is 42, to be honest. But – I, I don't I don't remember exactly, but he was sacked somewhere around that number last year. This year, he's been sacked nine times. Not nine times. That that's a stunning improvement when you factor in that the left tackle, the best player on last year's offensive line, went to the NFL. Uh, well, so I, 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 now the run blocking hasn't been great, although three weeks ago we were leading the nation in average yards per carry. So it can't be a complete disaster if you're leading the whole country in average yards per carry. But but uh, 
I think Wolford has done a fantastic job. And that's the guy I think on the T Rob, I think at the corners has done pretty good because every corner we put on the field has been a good player, in my opinion. McKinstry, Arnold Early, Rick's late. Uh Gillespie keeps, you know, having productive backs a little bit. Uh, but no, that's that's my strong answer. I, I mean, to me, it's almost like Eric Wolford in a walk, the more I think about it. I mean, in terms let, of like let me. I want to add one thing to what you said, but I do need to tell everybody about Nugenics. Actually, before I tell everybody about Nugenics, I want to go ahead and say, yes, 42 times sack last year. Um, he also played 15 games. And this year we're only – we're only what are we in, 10 games in? So yeah. uh, we have two games left, and he missed uh, a, essentially two games. He actually got hurt, ironically, almost getting sacked. So I, I think that should be taken into we'll Add right two sacks. So he's been sacked basically about 1.2 times a game. So yeah. add two to three sacks. So let, let's say he's a 13 sacks after 10 okay. games. It's still a dramatic. Still a market improvement. I'm just saying there are five yeah. games left. Now, if five game left, if he were going to play the number of games he played last year. Okay, I got to tell everybody about the Nugenics now because Nugenics is a thing and they're a sponsor and they're awesome. Listen, I can tell you right now, my you can look at me. My body is getting older. It is, it is breaking down literally in front of you. Oh, gosh. Put your clothes back um, on. I, I know. I mean, people probably hate this Dodgers shirt I got on, but I, I hate baseball and I just have it for absolutely no reason. I don't even remember why I have it. Um, but I am getting a bit of a dad bod, and which it makes sense because I got four children. Uh, I'm feeling a little less like my old self. I don't have as much time to work out. My wife's in Argentina. Everybody that was going to help me with my daughter has COVID, so I'm sort of on my own here. This is That's all very true. But I want the energy and I want the body I once had. I once looked pretty good. I know what you see now, but I once was okay. So I've discovered Nugenics. I'm using it. You've seen the commercial for it. Uh, if you want more energy to counter the ne negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock. It'll re-energize your workouts. You get better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testofen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone, that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger and leaner and you'll have more energy and drive and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference or your several partners will notice the difference. While, <laughs> while every product professes that's quality. Script. <laughs> that's not in the script, but I mean, we've been talking about Lane Kiffin a lot. I figured I'd throw that in. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials. And Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE, that's C-O-L-L-E-G-E, to 231 231-231. 231-231. Text COLLEGE to 231-231. I'm telling you, you'll love it. Go check it out. All right, uh, Jimmy. Um, hey, next week, next week, let's uh, – 
unless we come up with a better, better idea, a, a better third person, although I doubt we will, let's get uh, Settles on as a guest because he needs to uh, pitch his book because everybody needs Aaron's book anyway. Uh, let's have Settles on as a guest. And then we're going to do that thing we talked about where uh, Settles will be the guy on the driving range and he bumps into Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie. And you, of course, are, are the big hurt, Frank Thomas. And I'll be a little Doug Flutie. And, <laughs> and, and Settles will be the guy on the driving range. Was like, holy moly, I'm out here hitting golf balls. And right yes. here's Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie. Holy moly. And then and then we'll have the script. I'll, I'll get the commercial and then we'll, we'll have a script and we'll send it to Aaron. Then Aaron will play that part, and then you be uh, the big hurt, and I'll be Flutie, and let's do that commercial uh, next week when it's uh, when it's Nugenix Day. I, I really, I really love that idea. In fact, when you said that at first, I was like, Jimmy's about to say we should get Frank Thomas on the podcast, didn't he? Well, he, does he still live in Birmingham? Does Frank live in Birmingham? I don't know. Wait, he's from Birmingham. I mean, he's, he's from there. Yeah. Now, I assume he, he probably lives in Chicago. It's probably where he, where he should live. But and, and it sounds he's like he's li living where all the women are. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Jimmy. hey Frank, hey Frank, it's the Locked On Bama guys. <laughs> we know that you're big into baseball and played at Auburn, but we'd like to talk to you about Alabama football. <laughs> about Alabama. Would you be on our Alabama football show to talk about your new Genix commercial? All <laughs> right, uh, yeah, we'd like to talk to you about Testifin if you don't mind. Um, by the way, I do have a story. Some people don't like it when I tell unrelated Bama football stories. I'm going to save it to the end because I think it's funny. And it's anyway. Um, okay, Jimmy. On yep. AL.com, they do this thing by the numbers that I always think is so cool, like after each week. And they give a certain number and say why it's significant. Listen to this stat. The number was eight. It says eight Alabama games this century have included fewer than 325 yards for the Crimson Tide offense and at least 400 yards for the opponent's offense. Alabama lost the previous seven, but the Tide defeated Ole Miss 30-24 to on Saturday. Against the Rebels, Alabama only gained 317 yards while Ole Miss gained 403. The other Alabama games since 2000 that met those numbers include losses to Auburn in 17, LSU in 07, Oklahoma State in 06, LSU and Auburn in 03, and LSU and Mississippi State in 2000. What's, what strikes me there is, like, 07 – first of all, 07 LSU was one of the best games ever. It was awesome. And I don't remember being that anemic offensively, but I guess when you return a punt for a touchdown, maybe it covers up some flaws. But 07, 06, 03, and 2000 were all – Awful seasons. In yeah. 2017, we win the national championship. But I think that the that that Auburn game that that's mentioned in those stats is so interesting to me because um, I think that Auburn game is when we we all decided, oh my God, we we might not really have a quarterback that can actually pass of the American football. Now, Jalen, his NFL career notwithstanding, was not a good passing quarterback in that at that time. And okay. if we had known what Tua would turn out to be, we probably would have started Tua somewhere in there. But um, I, I just find that very interesting um, that this is the first time – even in 17, we won we won the national championship. We all know about that. But this is the probably the best team that is won with those numbers. I mean, you got to be a really yeah. good team to win with those numbers. Yeah, uh, and, and I would think, you know – just the premise of, hey, you got 300, they got 400, but, but you win the game anyway. Um, 
I would say that premise starts with special teams, that you probably did something big on special teams, or there was a lot of turnovers by the 400-yard team that gave the 300-yard team short fields. And weirdly, in this particular game, correct me if I'm wrong, from last Saturday, neither one of those things happened. Uh, now, I will say that a huge chunk of Ole Miss's uh, yards seemed to come on that last possession or two, you know, uh, which is uh, typical of, of Alabama. Uh, it wasn't like they ran up and down the field the entire game. I think I think a lot of it was at the end, and that's where they outgained Alabama. But but to me, again, it speaks to this, Luke. We're not great, and that's that that's been my biggest point of the whole season. I think there's so much focus on the two losses, you know, where you lost by one play on the road to top 10 teams. That's not, that's not a disaster. Pe people that think that's a disastrous season, I sentence you to watch 2003 Alabama or 2000 Alabama is actually the season you should be made to watch. That's a disaster where you went in preseason top 10 and you can't beat Southern Miss. They beat you something like 21 to nothing. You know, that, that's a disaster. Uh, losing all, on the road to two top ten teams by one play, that's just football. But are, is it like, oh, Jimmy, so you're saying everything's fine? No, I'm not saying everything's fine because I've watched the whole season. The whole season, Alabama has not played fine. Alabama hasn't played to the standard the whole season. They've done a good job to win the games they've won because those games didn't seem very winnable at times. And once again, the Ole Miss game is another example of that. You get outgained by over 100 yards on the road, you're probably going to lose. Somehow we didn't. That's a testament to the players that made plays at the times they needed to be made. But people that want to focus on those two losses as all the evidence they need that the program has gone to pot, uh, that, 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 that's really silly and, and just not true. It, it's the season as a whole, and uh, it's just not been great. Alabama hasn't played – great at any point in the year frankly jimmy i need to go ahead and tell everybody about betonline.net it's your number one source for your sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports to mma whatever you want we've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts you can find those at betonline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. All right. Why did I hit mute? I hit mute like before I started talking. People probably do that all the time anyway. Like all, it's like autopilot for you. <laughs> That's true. Um, basketball game tonight, Alabama against South, uh, South Alabama. Uh, we're recording this at 530, so before the game. Um, I suspect Alabama will play well. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this game on TV down in Mobile. I think that's awesome. Uh, LeBaron Phylon will be in the uh, audience tonight in the crowd. That's awesome. In the audience, in the crowd. Um, anywho, uh, another thing I found out, I asked this question on the Bama Online message board. I didn't know. You may have already known. Uh, Phylon, who is one of the top probably 15 players in the country for next year, uh, down in he's a fabulous player first of all he and rj johnson uh played against each other uh, it was either monday or sunday rj had 38 points uh 
Phylon had 47 points. And uh, uh, Johnson's team won out of Huntsville. But what a game. And um, Phylon is also the cousin of Darius Phylon. And if anybody follows recruiting on here like Jimmy and I do, y'all remember that Darius Phylon is the one that was – he was essentially committed to Alabama. And he we was. basically said, hey, um, we need you to gray shirt. And because we took a dude whose name escapes me out of Virginia, he had it started with K, and his first name started with K, and his second Corin name was Kirvin. who? Corin Kirvin. That's it. I all I could remember was the the K and the K, but I couldn't remember the name. And Kirvin didn't really end up doing much. Um, and Phylon went to Arkansas, kicked chicken, and then uh, went to the pros and played very very well, specifically for the Chargers. So yeah, um, we kind of we messed that up, but. Um, according to our friends over at BL, BOL, it doesn't appear that even though they're cousins, it doesn't appear that whatever went down there is going to affect his recruitment very much. Yeah, uh, Darius was such an outstanding player. That was a bit of a, a miss by us. But I, but I will say this, not defending Alabama on it, but and not saying that Phylon wouldn't have found a way to be a great player at Alabama. I'm sure he would have. And by the way, I was a big Phylon fan the whole time. I was one of his, his uh, fans that was pushing – uh, file on, you know, that, that whole junior and senior year, he had a Viger, good player, but he was also a weird fit schematically in what we do. I think some of his success at Arkansas and in the NFL is because he played outside defensive end and an even alignment, a four, three, uh, at Alabama, you had to play inside and in our three, four alignment. I'm not so sure that that would have been a great fit for him. And I'm, that might've been part of the reason we were a little skittish about, uh, Darius's chances for success. Uh, at Alabama, uh, though we did want him. Uh, all Alabama, you know, even a, people have to understand as a gray shirt, that is a scholarship offer. It's a full scholarship. It's just your reporting date is different. Your reporting date is in January and not in August. That, that's all that means. It's not really as dramatic as some make it out to be, but but that's neither here nor there. I'd much rather talk about LeBaron. What a talent. I mean, what a talent. I think he's the best. He's the best player in Mobile since DeMarcus Cousins. And I hate claiming DeMarcus Cousins because, as Luke knows from that area, DeMarcus really from Birmingham. He just played, I think, his junior and senior year, or maybe even just a senior year at LaFleur in Mobile. Uh, but DeMarcus was really spent most of his uh, amateur uh, school career, you know, in Birmingham. Uh, Filing's the best player certainly since him down here better than even Barry Dunning last year, who was a really good player at McGill who signed with Arkansas and is doing really well. Uh, but, but Phylon's a different level, man. And, and, and maybe Alabama doesn't sign. This is how, you know, Phylon's good. I'm not so much worried about Phylon choosing Auburn and he might, he might, that doesn't worry me. Here's what worries me. Luke is Phylon choosing Kansas. (laughs) That's what worries me (laughs) or Michigan state. Or North Carolina. I mean, you know, that, that's how good Phylon is. You got to worry about losing him to the Rolls Royce programs of college basketball, not just, you know, the other local teams. But about basketball tonight, really excited because Alabama's been playing very well in the first two games. Heck of a challenge. South Alabama almost beat Alabama last year in Coleman. Now you got to play the Jags in the Mitchell Center in Mobile. Uh, strange. South has played in Mobile. I mean, Alabama's played at the Mitchell Center before in Mobile, but not against South. Uh, it was kind of a tournament situation, and 
uh, Alabama under Nate has agreed to play the in-state schools, even in their own place. I think it's a two for one. So South will be back, back in Tuscaloosa next year. Uh, South's pretty, pretty good program. I really like their coach. I wish South was getting more attention and maybe winning a little bit more because I think the whole state would be enamored with Richie Riley. He, he, he's super smart. He's a great interview. He's a basketball savant. I think when basketball's over, he's going to be great in the media. Jimmy, I got to tell this story very quickly because it's kind of look. For those who don't know, my mom um, had to undergo a double mastectomy a few weeks ago, um, and she also, I mean, they they found some unrelated cancer in, in some other parts of her body. She's doing well. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly not out of the woods, but she's doing well. Uh, she's in good spirits and, um, you know, it's, it's hard, but it, it's one of those things. She does also have to go under, undergo radiation and chemo. Um, so she has just started her radiation therapy and my father who still works full time at the, at the company where I work. Um, he you did say the story home. was funny. Yeah. It's getting there. <laughs> um, my father hired, uh, a, a guy that we know to, um, to, to drive her to the, to the hospital uh, and to drive her just wherever she wants to go. Cause mom, you know, just to get out and about, she can't really drive yet. Well, my mom has one of those cars that is a push to start. So, but you just have to have the keys in the car. So uh, I get a call from the driver uh, yesterday. I was in Montgomery and he said, are you around? I said, no, I'm in Montgomery. He said, "Uh Oh, and I said, what's wrong? He said, well, I dropped your mom off at radiation and she took the keys to her car. Cause if you have a push to start, if you don't cut the car off when they leave with the keys, it'll still run. But when you cut it off next time, it won't start. And he drove to Burger King. Uh, and <laughs> so he drove to Burger King, his car stopped. And I said, well, have you called mom to make sure she has the keys? You know, the keys could be maybe like stuffed in something and maybe the car's not picking it up, whatever. He said, I did call your mom, but she left her car, her phone in the car. And so long story short, he calls my dad. My dad's stressed out because, you know, he's got so much going on at work. Then this stuff with mom and he's really worried. And he's just anyway, they get it all situated. So this morning I'm talking to my father about it. And he, my, I can tell my dad's stress whenever he does this. He he's like puts his hands in prayer and he puts them on his head, almost like land shark. And he's like, he said, God bless her. But your mom is the only woman who in this moment would take her car keys and leave her phone. He said, if he had done any other combination, like take her keys and her phone or leave her keys and her phone, there's no problem. But she did the only thing that made it. So it's a huge problem. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, you have to laugh because of it. And mom was like, I never. And I said, mom, you have never, as long as I've known you taken your keys out of your car. Why? We don't lock. We have never locked our house in, in Alexander city ever. Because my my our philosophy, I don't like that. Start now, pal. But but the reason the philosophy is, if you want to get in the house to get something, it's not like you're going to go up to a locked door and be like, oh man, you know, if you want to get in and break it, you'll break in, right? Plus, right. I got Simply Safe. I'm not worried about anything. But um, cool so segue. I just yeah, I know that's that's how you throw in a sponsor. But uh, I just that's so funny to me. Dad was so frustrated this morning. He's like, the only how. Do you do the two things that make it impossible for anybody to do anything? <laughs> but, Is this guy yeah. still up at Burger King? No, I think Dad ended up getting him. He felt like leaving him, I think. But uh, no, it wasn't his fault either. It was just a just a bad coincidence. But um, anyway, 
you know, you got to have some levity in moments like this, right? Yeah, that's right. So, all right, that's going to do it for today's podcast, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you subscribing. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you making us your first listen. And until tomorrow, roll time. Roll time.